So today I'm going to talk about spiritual garments, as I promise you. Spiritual garments. It looks like some people are wondering what is about spiritual garments. I want you to say to somebody, spiritual garments. Now you need to know that there are many garments in the spirit. Each garment describes a state of the one that wears it. So there are many, many garments in the spirit. You need to know that. It's important to know that you are recognizing the spirit by the garment you wear. Hallelujah. I say you are recognized by the garment you wear. Do you understand that even the world system is based on garments sometimes? You see, when you see a police officer, you recognize him by the garments. If he doesn't have his garment, you will not know if he's a police officer. So he needs a mark on, on him that tells us that this is a police officer. You see a traffic officer, you know exactly that's a traffic officer. When you come to uh, the custom, when you come to custom, you know they are from the custom because of the uniform they wear. The school children, each school has its own uniform. So you can look at a child and tell exactly that he's from this school, even if you don't know him. We meet children in, in town, and we know exactly these ones are from that school or the other school. Why? Because of a garment they wear. So spiritually also we wear garments. In Jesus' days, Pharisees were recognized by the type of garment they wear. You understand that? In the book of Luke, chapter number 20, verse 46, Jesus says that they wear long robes. So when they go into a marketplace, people will know that this is from the class of the Pharisees. Hallelujah. So you need to understand the importance of this subject. Because we are not wearing, all wearing the same garment. There is a basic garment that we all have. But we are not having all the kind of garments that we should wear. Some people are wearing a type of garment. I'll get to that. You know, in Jesus' days, the blinds were recognized by the garment also they put on. Not just by blindness, but the needy were recognized by the type of garment they wear. You see, I, when you go to town, you will see people at the robot. And uh, when he stands at the robot, he has a kind of board that is written, help, we need food. So that, that, that board tells you the kind of condition this man is in. Hallelujah. Let's go to the book of Mark, chapter number 10. I want us to read from verse 46 to 50. Mark 10, 46 to 50. I want us to read that. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He said, now they came to Jericho. As he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that he was, it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then he, they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good 
cheer. Rise. He is calling you. And throwing aside his garment. Somebody say throwing aside his garment. He rose and came to Jesus. Now, you need to understand that there are interesting things happening there. Now, Jesus is coming to Jericho. There was a man sitting by the road. The Bible says he was a beggar. He was a beggar. He could not see, but he heard. Uh-huh. It's not all about sight. Because those who could see did not appreciate Jesus. The man couldn't see, but he could hear. Uh-huh. So sometimes you might not see, but when you can hear, you can call unto Jesus. He was sitting a beggar, a beggar. This man was begging. How did he hear it was Jesus? There was surely a commotion. And some people were saying, Jesus is coming. Do you understand? The man did not have a revelation, but he heard from somebody else. Meaning, even if you don't have the revelation, get to hear the revelation from somebody. The man applied what he heard, and Jesus says, where is this man that is bothering me? But you know, there is a problem. Is that people try to shut him down. Oh, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. There are some people, their mission to shut other people down. Yeah, they are called for that. Anointed to shut people down. The man was crying because he was having a problem. And people didn't discern that he had a problem. You see, when we gather like this, we don't have the same problem. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. When you are up, somebody is down. And I want you to make room for the one that is down to be able to be picked up. But you know, he was not intimidated by the crowd. The more the crowd tell him to shut down, the more eager he became. You know, there are things in your life that will try to shut you down, the thing of the flesh. And the more they try to bring you down, the more you should shout for help. Now, Jesus stood still. I like that word, he stood still. It means that he stopped the motion because somebody called him. I can tell you today that you can touch heaven and heaven can stop for you alone. You see, heaven does not need a thousand people to cry. He needs somebody that cries with a genuine heart. And when you cry with a genuine heart, heaven will stop and say, what is going on there? And stopped. And Jesus said, tell him to come. You see, this is something curious. The man could hear that Jesus was coming, but he could not hear that Jesus was calling him. When Jesus was coming, they say he heard. But when Jesus called him, people have to tell him. We need each other. Oh, we need each other, we need each other, we need each other in the kingdom. We need each other because there's a level of hearing and hearing. 
Yes. You can hear when it's loud, but when it's soft, somebody else has the ability to hear. And we need to accommodate each one in the kingdom so that when I fail to hear, somebody else can hear. It's not all about me and I can hear for myself. Sometimes you need to humble yourself. Come to a place to know that I've heard the first time, but this time I need somebody else to hear with me. They say, he's calling you. Blind men didn't hear, but he put his trust on something that somebody else heard. He stood up, and the first thing he did, he threw his garment away. Yes. Because the garment he was wearing was a symbol of, I need help. So when Jesus called him, he recognized that he didn't need help anymore. He disengaged himself from the garment. There are some garments in our lives that we need to throw off. Because they are a statement in the spirit. Some of you don't understand why you attack the kind of things in the garment you are wearing. Yes. Yes. Bartimaeus knew that he needed to disengage himself from that garment. And as soon as he did that, he was ready for the miracle. He never came to Jesus with a garment. He took it off because he needed a new garment. Oh, let me tell you about Elisha and Elijah. The Bible says Elisha was a prophet like Elijah, but he was a junior prophet. Remember? God has called Elisha already. Elijah didn't make Elisha a prophet. God called him. Elijah just ushered the process. Elijah never called Elisha. God said to Elijah, go and find Elisha for I have called him. Now, they were together. Elisha had a garment. Elijah had one. Two different garments on two prophets. And the day Elijah was supposed to go to heaven, the Bible says that Elijah said to, El Elijah said to Elisha, what can I do for you? He said, I want a double portion of the anointing upon your life. Oh, Elisha was wise because he knew that demons also are changing strategy all the time. So the anointing upon your life, I need twice. So that when they change, I also adapt. Because the demon that were against you will surely come against me. I need that anointing. But I need a superior one. Never be satisfied with what you have. Listen, listen, being satisfied with what you have in the spirit is a sign of death. You need to be hungry all the time. So Elisha said, Elijah said, if you can see me going, you will get it. When Elijah was taken, what came down? A garment. It was a garment. So actually, what was Elisha asking for? The garments. When Elisha picked the garment, he tore his own. Because he understood that he has mounted to a superior class. So I cannot keep on wearing something 
that is not fitting to me anymore. Uh, some people are in the church for 10 years and they are still wearing a garment of a baby Christian. Hallelujah. When Elisha tore the garment, he was ready for the next level. He was ready. And you see, when he took the garment, he had it in his hands. But he knew this garment is nothing except for God. So the garment was empowered by God. He said, where is the God of Elijah before he could activate the garment, he had to call on the God of the garments. So, 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 so every garment has a force behind it. Yes, 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 yes. Every garment is a statement that there is an authority behind the garments. It's the authority behind the garment that backs the strength of the garments. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. In a way that even if a thief can collect a garment of a police officer, you will still stop for him. Ah. If somebody can steal a garment of a traffic officer and he goes and stands on the road with his car and he stops you, you will stop because of a garment. But he's still a thief. Can I submit to you that devil stopped not because of what you say, but because of what he sees on you? That's why you can say Jesus and he does not stop for you. Because he sees that what you are wearing does not match with what you are saying. Hallelujah. Now we have few garments in the Bible. I want us to go through some of them. Number one garment we have is a garment of praise. Yes, a garment of praise. Let's read the Bible in the book of Isaiah, chapter number 61, verse 3. Isaiah 61, verse 3. Let's go there and read it. Isaiah 61, verse 3. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Ooh. Isaiah 61, verse 3. It says, To console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garments, let's read that one, the of praise, of heaviness. There is a garment that is called garment of praise. When you put that garment of praise on, it can solve the spirit of heaviness. So if you want to have an answer for the spirit of heaviness, put on the garment of praise. The garment of praise is a cure for depression. Ah. When people are depressed, they are wearing a garment of depression. You must be intentional about every garment you wear. You know, when you open your wardrobe in the morning, you put on a certain kind of, 
according to what you want to achieve in the day, you wear something. You will not wear summer clothes in winter. Or you will not wear winter clothes in hot summer. When you go for an interview, there is a type of clothes that you wear. You will not wear a type of clothes to go to an interview. Why? Because you want to make a good impression. So in the morning when you wake up, decide which spiritual garment you're going to put on that day. Because, because the, the decision that you make will impact your whole day. You wake up in the morning and you start to pray. You know what you are doing? You are putting on the garment of Christ. But if you wake up in the morning, you start to murmur. You are putting the garment of despair. And remember, what you wear attacks things in the spirit. So when you put on the garment of praise, you will attack goodness. When you put on the garment of despair, you will attack all kinds of nonsense. Now you go to work. I don't know why people don't like me. You are wearing something. The question is, what are you wearing that makes them not to like you? You see, people don't understand that spiritual, the spirit is ruled by those things. Why do you think the Bible says, praise the Lord, oh my soul, praise the Lord, and all that's within me, praise his holy name. Psalm 100, Psalm 03. Why do you think the Bible says so? Because the Bible knows that your soul has the ability to impact your garments. Because the state of your soul is displayed on the, your garments. Do you understand that how you wear uh, tells us the kind of person you are? Amen? Do you understand that you will see a young boy or a young girl dressing and you can see the type of mentality this person has? Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. When you see them, you classify them. Some of the ladies working in the street. Even when you see the shoe, you know. Something is not right. <laughs> hallelujah. That's why you shouldn't confuse people by what you wear. Because you could be a good person, but what you wear can cast a doubt on you. And then somebody approaches you and says, how did you see me? You think I'm a... What are you wearing? Because that garment is a statement in the spirit. The garment of praise. Say the garment of praise. I want you to decide to put on the garment of praise and it will cancel every despair in your life. Hallelujah. I told you that the opposite of the garment of praise is the garment of despair. It easily comes on you by the way you think, by the way you talk, and by the way you behave. If you consider all the trouble in your life, surely you will put on a garment of despair. Hallelujah. Now we have a garment that is called the garment of salvation. It's given to you at salvation. In, in, in Isaiah 61, verse 10. Let's read Isaiah 61, verse 10. The garment of salvation. So when you go around in the spirit, they recognize that you are born again. 
because there is a garment on you. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. For he has clothed me with a garment of salvation. Hallelujah. Now there is a second garment that is called a garment of righteousness. So you have what we call a garment of salvation. The day you gave your life to Jesus, you got a garment in the spirit. So when you walk in the street, devil knows that you are saved. Haven't you heard stories that people say there was a glow on that person? It was your garment. That is called the garment of salvation. When you got saved, God gave you the garment of salvation. And then he, got, he gave you the garment of righteousness. Even that same garment was mentioned in the book of Job, chapter number 29, verse 14. We won't have time to read. Job chapter number, uh, we won't read that. Job chapter number 29, verse 14, for you to take notes. Now we have also what we call the garment of filth. The garment of filth, or a dirty garment. Some people are wearing a filthy garment. You don't, you know. When you are wearing a filthy garment, you attract all kinds of trouble. You are passing the street, but in the spirit, you are like somebody who bought a fixed address. A vagabond spirit. And you have that garment on you, and you don't know why you repel people in your life. And you don't know why you attack the kind of event you are attacking in your life. Because of a garment that is on you in the spirit. But while, while the Lord was speaking to me, he said he's going to destroy those garments, those filthy garments. Let's go to the book of Zechariah, chapter number three. Zechariah, chapter number three. I want us to read a scripture from verse three to four. Zechariah 3, 3 to 4. Let's read it. I want you to take notes so that when you go to home, you go home, you can think about this thing. Let's go. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Zechariah chapter number 3. Verse 3 to 4. I will read from here. I won't have time to wait uh, the people there. They said, now Joshua was dressed in filthy garment as he stood before the angel. The angel said to those who were standing before him, take off his filthy garment. Then he said to Joshua, see, I have taken away your sin, and I will put a fine garment on you. Now, here's the high priest, Joshua. This high priest was responsible, was helping in the rebuilding. Amen? He came to Jerusalem. When they came from Babylon, they came for the rebuilding of a city. You see, the high priest Joshua was the high priest by that time. But he was in a filthy garment. 
He was a high priest in a fourthly garment. Listen to what I'm saying. He was a high priest in a fourthly garment. And he was ministering before the Lord in a fourthly garment. And because of that, Satan was accusing him. Satan stood and started to accuse the man because of his garments. And the Lord said, remove the fourthly garment because there shouldn't be any door of accusation. And he said to Joshua, see, I am giving you a fine garment. Question. The first time the garment was given, was it forfeit or fine? Do you think God gave him a forfeit garment? So God gave him a clean garment. So what makes the garment dirty? The answer is there. He said, I have removed your sins. So sin has the ability to stench your garments. So if you live in sin, you are making forfeit your garments. And the forfeitness of your garment will attract, will attract the work of Satan in your life. Some people don't know why they are under so much attack. Question the garment you are wearing. He said, I have removed your garment and I'm giving you a clean garment. May God this morning remove a forfeit garment and give us a clean garment. There are garments in the spirit that are, that, are, that are giving a smell that attract flies. You see, where there is a wound, there are flies. Where there is rotten thing, there are flies. Where there is forfeitness, there are flies. And flies, we know that the flies are, the flies are, are called uh, Belzebub. Belzebub, Belzebub is called master of the flies. So flies in the spirit describe demons. Where there is forfeitness, there are flies. Have you, have you not noticed that at the dumping site, that's where you find all kinds of big flies. So if you stay next to the dumping, dumping site, even if your house is clean, flies will still roam around looking for fresh meat. It depends on where you stay in the spirit. Uh, it depends on where you stay. If you play with sin, and even if you don't fall in sin, you are near the dumping site. And the flies there will come to you even when you think you are clean. And you don't understand why there are so many flies around you. Move this morning. I want you to shift location this morning. And to come to radical, radical holiness. Radical repentance. The garment of health. You see, we listen to a testimony of a man. And uh, it blessed me. He was living in... He was broke. He was broke. And, and he stood up one day and he said to the Lord, this cannot go on. I need you to help me. And he said, when he prayed that prayer, after that somebody came and gave him $500, he said, when he received the money, he got into his car, he threw the money on the windscreen. He said, Lord, that's not what I ask you. I want you to prosper me. I don't want $500. Because with $500, tomorrow I will have to beg again. I want a radical blessing. The man says, he's a pastor, he was in the worship. And they were worshiping and suddenly God opened his eyes and he was wearing a filthy garment that is called the garment of poverty. He said the smell of that garment himself. And the Lord came and removed that garment. 
And he said, Lord, put a clean garment on me. That was the last time he ever needed something. It was coming from all sides. Because now the garment was attacking the blessing. You see, if, 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 you are, if you live a life where you can't show the blessing, ask yourself, what garment is on me? Yes. What garment is on me? Because some of the garment on you attacks trouble. Oh, I will take you to the Bible in the book of Genesis. Let's go to the book of Genesis, chapter number four. I want you to read with me. Genesis, chapter number four. I want to go very quickly to show you what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Genesis, chapter number four. From verse 13. Genesis, chapter number four, from verse 13. Are you there? Hmm. Can I read for you? He said, Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is more than I can bear. Today you are driving me from the land, and I will be hidden from your presence. I will be a restless wanderer on earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. What was put on Cain that attacked killing? When God spoke to him, he received a garment. And the garment that he received was attracting killing. So he said, whoever finds me want to kill me. You see, there are people in their lives, whoever finds them want to destroy them. They walk into a place and the place goes down. They start well, they finish wrong. They enter a relationship, Chaos. They rent a house, the roof is leaking. By the time it was perfect until they come into that house. When they step into that house, chaos broke. Haven't you realized that? There are some people that they attract trouble. You were doing fine until you engaged that person and you became you enter a relationship. Now your life is going down. And you are wondering, but what is wrong? I was prospering until I marry. You know what? You marry somebody with a garment. <laughs> and now you have become one in the spirit. So his garment is your garment. And you're going down fast. Oh, some people will not understand what I'm saying because their mindset is not right. They are questioning, but what is he talking about? You know what I'm talking about. If you are honest, you know. If you are really honest, you know what I'm talking about. You go to write an exam, that day, sky was clear until the morning rain. To get to, get to the exam site, you struggle, you get there wet. You alone. Before you enter that job, every year they give bonuses. When you came there, bonuses stopped. And then you are wondering, what is going on? People were doing fine until Jonah got into the boat. Yeah, they were traveling fine. When Jonah got into the boat, the sea reacted. Jonah is in here. Now, these people were people of their senses. They say, let's cast Lot and see who is wearing these garments. Lot fell on Jonah. They say, my friend, what is wrong with you? He said, I am guilty. I'm running away from my God. And when he was running away, he was giving the garment that was screaming. And even the sea repelled him. 
Haven't you realized that? Yes. There are things that are speaking against you. You try to run away there because it's on you. Yes. Even kings in the Bible were put on royal robes. Yes. I have seen that with my own eyes. I've seen that. I have seen that with my own eyes. And I wonder why is it like that? They say we need people, we want to hire people, you put your CV, they say application closed. <laughs> <laughs> by the time, by the time you come there, it closed. <laughs> but I'm born again, most. You even pray before you go, Lord. When I get there, give me favor. You are on the line. The person before you, when they take him, they say close. Ah! Even in the shop, you are making line. When it comes to you, they say, this tail is closed. Go the other side. And you have to start again at the back. What is responsible for that? Say, Lord, help us. Help us, help us, help us. Today, I'm giving you some of your, the, your answers. Because you'll be thinking, God, are you with me? Yes, God is there, but there's a garment that is clouding your life. And I'm praying that it may be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Pray. I'm praying that it may be destroyed. Oh, I, I will get the garment of favor. But not yet. I'm still in this one. I say I'm still in this one. Yes. I've heard many things. I've seen many things happening to people. Yes. Even people that are playing soccer, they are good. And on just training, ankle broken. Career finished. Hallelujah. You are studying, they said, this course, they take 50 people. When you hit them, they say, we take 10. You are already disqualified. Listen, there are garments that are speaking against us. I said, there are garments that speak against us. I refuse. I refuse to wear the garment of Cain. I say, I refuse to wear the garment of Cain. Hallelujah. Say, I refuse to wear the garment of Cain. No, you said, but in the New Testament, he read that, yes, I'll show you. I'll show you. There was a garment that Paul was wearing that's called the garment of affliction. Oh. Let me show you. Let's go to the book of Acts. Acts chapter number 9, verse 16. Acts 9, 16. Of this time, I want to, the PowerPoint people to just make an effort and put it there so that we can read it together. Act, yes. Let's read it. One, two, three. It's here. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. Hmm? This is an apostle. Jesus never said that to Peter. Uh, he didn't say that to John. But when he came to Paul, he said he would suffer. What was responsible for that? Remember, Paul was destroying the church. And, and Jesus says, say Ananias, don't worry. These men will suffer. 
In a way that Paul came coming back to his senses, pleaded free time for that garment to be removed. And Jesus said, no, it's yours. That's why in the ministry of Paul, everybody that sees him want to beat him. They were all preaching the gospel. How come it is gospel that attracts so much beating? He said, I was beaten more than all of you. Persecuted more than all of you. Same gospel. A garment of affliction was put upon him. Yes. Go and read it. Jesus was the one that says, he will, I will show him how much he will suffer for this gospel. So Paul went to Jerusalem. When he got to the temple, they say he's here. <laughs> they caught him. <laughs> From there, he was on his way to Rome. The mercy of God still kicked him. Although a garment was not removed, but the mercy of grace was given so that he can bear it. I see there are many things that are happening in the spirit that we don't, know, we don't have explanation for that. And there are things that we can correct. Hallelujah. I say there are things that we can correct. Could it be that everything you are going through is a statement of a garment you are wearing? You know what? I'll carry on next Sunday because of time. But I want to tell you that you are able to shift position. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You are able. But you need to have a revelation. Some of you don't know what is happening. You think they happen by chance or by accident. They don't happen by chance or by accident. They happen because of what we have on. And it's time for us to remove all those things and carry on with grace that God has given us. You see, next week I will show you that according to your garment, things, something happens, and according to your garment, something never happens. Yes, I'll show you next week. And then next week, we're going to pray. Today I just want to open your eyes so that you can go and study for yourself. People, I have seen this. I have seen it over and over and over. I have seen it over and over and over. According to the season, there is a type of garment that is on you also. You see, when you are in a season of testing, when you are in a season of testing, garment of favor is not on you. It's a garment that is, that is written, time of testing. So wherever, <laughs> wherever you go, you are tested to the limit. I was, I was in Jeffers Bay, and, and by that time, I didn't have even 10 rent to buy bread. So we went to a prison. And, uh, you know, if you think my English is bad now, listen to me 10 years ago. 
<laughs> so we went to the prison, and I was not scheduled to preach. They scheduled the student, but because of my language, they couldn't schedule me. So we were sitting, I was sitting there with them, and this guy were ministering. And the man that was ministering, he took the mic and he was preaching and he lost his voice. Then he turned and he went among the students and he gave me the mic. He said, preach. Hey. <laughs> hey. We're not. I, I, I didn't know what to do. So I shouted, Jesus. And then I saw a crippled man. I said, this is my food. So I ran to the guy, I picked him up in the name of Jesus, and the guy walked. And everybody went wild. That was my preaching. And the people started to give their life to Jesus. The next day we came to Bible school. The man stood to testify. He couldn't testify. He was saying, this man, this, that's what he could say. So after the, the, the class, he came to me and said, God told me to support you. At least we're going to have some bread on table. He goes to the bank. He's in the line. He says he had the money in his pocket or in his hand. Before he reached the tail, he said, God told him, get out of the line. He said, what for? He said, don't put money in his account. <laughs> he came to me and he said, I don't know what is going on with you, but God I thought God told me to give you money. It was my emotion. When I got to the land, God said, I must leave you alone. I shouldn't give you anything. I said, God, you hate me that much. <laughs> and then that day, he gave me 30 ren. He said, take this. Maybe he can buy food for you. 30 ren. Everybody that wanted to bless me was stopped. The garment was testing. I thought God hates me. But there was a garment of testing. And that garment of testing followed me. When God removed it. Even those who don't want to bless me, bless me still. Yes. 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 I have seen people speaking against me and still blessing me. A guy said, I don't like you, but I want to be with you. Take heart if you are in the time of testing. Sooner or later, that garment will be removed and another garment will be put on you. You see, you cannot manipulate your way through it. You need to go through the discipline so that God may lift you up at the appointed time. So what you are going through now is not a statement that you are finished. It's not over yet until God says it's over. There is a time where God is going to remove and rip apart that garment and you will see the favor and the grace of the Lord upon your life. I'm praying for you today that you may have the strength to bear what is going on today. I'm praying that you may have, if it's not a fulfilled garment, bear the garment of patience. Yes. 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 You don't know what is happening. But you're in a time maybe of testing. When the time of testing is over and the devil wants to impose that garment on you, you need to get out of it. Hallelujah. Are you blessed? I say, are you blessed? This morning, God is about to do something new in your life. Even before next week, you will see something happening. So you can start to put on the garment of praise right now. And say, Holy Spirit, I put on the garment of praise. This morning, I put on. Woo! 
I put on the garment of praise. I'm intentional about it. I receive the garment of praise. I receive the garment of praise this morning. In the name of Jesus. Oh. Oh, Holy Spirit. Oh, Holy Spirit. Thank you for what you are doing. The garment of poverty has been ripped apart right now in the name of Jesus. It's been torn apart in the name of Jesus. And God is putting a garment of prosperity. I'll tell you next week what a garment of prosperity is. When you wear that, oh, your life changes completely. The Spirit of God is taking the garment of affliction away from you. No, you need to be spiritual to discern what I'm saying. Listen, I have passed the time of preaching gospel that is cheap. And some of the things I preach can be a shock to you because you were never taught this thing. I read the Bible differently. I read the Bible differently. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, when the right garment is put on you, it's effortless. You, you, are not, you are not striving anymore. You are not struggling anymore. Because you have entered the arena of freedom. Yes. You have entered the arena of freedom. And I pray that God may put the right garment on you this morning. I pray that God may put the right garment on you this morning. Hallelujah. That you may be able, that people may be able to testify about you. And they see you, they know something has happened to you and something is different in your life. Why? Because God is clothing you. You see, in the book of Revelation, they say they were clothed with fine linen. Even this body you are wearing is a garment. Don't you realize that? The apostle Paul told you, I'll put aside this garment or this tent. There is a glorious body, which is a celestial garment. When you step into that garment, glory, 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 glory. One day, this will be put aside. And I will step into the eternal garment. Oh, may God help us. I say, may God help us. May God help us. That we may go to the place where we understand those things. I'm praying that your senses may be trained in the spirit. When you wake up in the morning, you say, today I'm not putting affliction. I refuse. I'm putting the garment of joy. There's a garment that is called the garment of joy. I put it on me this morning. I decide to be joyful. I rejoice in the Lord. For the Lord is good. I say, for the Lord is good. When you want to put the garment of sickness on you, you say, I refuse in the name of Jesus. I refuse. I put it aside. And I receive a garment of praise. I receive a garment of praise. I want the worship team to go so that intentionally you can put a garment of praise on. And after that, we're going to have <laughs> communion and then uh, we're going to have offering and go home. But, but, but listen to my voice. If you can hear my voice this morning, my Lord, help me. Help me. Haven't you realized that sometimes you wake up in the morning, you feel a heaviness on you? He said the garment of heaviness. So it means you wake up in the morning and in the spirit somebody put a garment of heaviness on you. And your whole day is a mess. You don't understand. Your moods are shifting. You don't understand. It's not PMS. You can justify it if you want to. 
When your mood is shifting like that, you must know there is a play of garment around you. Uh, you, need to be, you need to refuse it. Eh? You need to refuse it. Because somebody is trying to clothe you. I said somebody is trying to clothe you. Somebody is trying to clothe you. No, don't, don't receive that. Don't receive that. There are some garments when it's on you. When you receive money, then the car is gone. Then whatever you do, money, to receive money is not the problem. It's to sustain it that's the problem. Yes. You can receive it. But how do you maintain it? A wrong garment. <laughs> let, let, let's do a spirit of praise. Let them put it on. Hmm. 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 Oh, Holy Spirit, thank you. Holy Spirit, thank you. Holy Spirit, thank you. Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Woo! Holy Spirit, thank you. Oh, Holy Spirit, thank you. Holy Spirit, thank you. Go on, go on. Holy Spirit, thank you. <laughs> 